You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Welcome. We're live. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Tonight, wanted to do a special show about Malden, Massachusetts. Spent a lot of focus on uh, cannabis licensing in different cities and towns across Massachusetts. I don't think there's been enough focus on what's been going on in Malden. Uh, we wrote a story. I wrote a story for Dig Boston at Midnight Mass a little while back about uh, a city councilor, Craig Spatafora, leaving the uh, Malden city council president and some of the strange things he was doing around cannabis and, and just kind of digging around. And some of the stuff I found was kind of funny. Uh, number one, I tried to buy an open bar from Craig Spatafora. <laughs> And then he came back with a bunch of malarkey that basically, without saying our name, basically attacked us. That's what a lot of people felt. I felt like it was probably an attack on us. So I figured, you know, I, I've been, I clipped this video a while ago. And I've been kind of holding on to it for the right moment. I think this is the right moment. We'll see tonight. We have some guests, too. They may not like that I'm playing this audio and video. We'll find out. They didn't put me up to it. I'll say that. Uh, I just think it's time. I think it's time to. Uh, kind of show the malarkey and the ridiculousness that's going on in Cambridge. And I'm calling him Big Cannabis Craig. He's got a lot of nicknames I hear. But I'm I'm throwing down Big Cannabis Craig on this guy, this Craig Spatafora. Because <laughs> before he was against cannabis, and then he was Big Cannabis, and then he wanted to pause as soon as Big Cannabis got through. So he's Big Cannabis Craig, and he's very upset about the coverage. He says that social media, I didn't think he, he didn't mention Dick Boston, which is a print publication every week in Boston, a story about him. He didn't respond to any of the allegations or the facts of the story. He just made up shit. So I think I'll play his whole screed, his whole like seven minute screed where he talks about his kids got attacked, which is ridiculous. We try to reach out to the city council president of Malden. Phone number on the uh, Malden City website, disconnected. So he's got a cell phone up there that's disconnected. No way to reach him. We email him, no response. So we we tried two different ways to reach the city council president, Craig Spatafora, about the cannabis issue. As reporters, as journalists, as leading ag advocates and activists in the Massachusetts area on this issue for, cons for consumers, for patients, and for the employees. No response. So I found out, I heard that he worked selling liquor to people. So I contacted him through his other work email, I think. And to this day, we still don't know if that was actually him offering me an open bar for money. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have any transparency. There's no real response. It's just a bunch of BS, like Trump... <laughs> So I'm going to play his little response that was months ago because I think it's the time and I want people to hear this. And I also want people to note the city councilor at the end who calls out Craig Spatafora very quickly, very honestly, very succinctly, much quicker than me. She's awesome. She destroys him. Let's play the clip and then I'm going to bring up the guest tonight. Craig Spatafora, this is who, who is leading Malden, who thinks he knows what's best. Big cannabis, big money. Anybody else? So I'm going to speak for two seconds here on this topic because I was brought into it. I would just say this. You know, I've heard what I deem to be complete and utter false. I, I will use social media as that. I do not go on it. It is the bane of this country. And only now it's being recognized there, but... What the problem is there is people can say what they want and villainate people and they don't get, there's no recourse. So I think the reason why Council Seeker gets mad is because there was rumors that I was opening a pot shop, Councilor Seeker was opening a pot shop, and when I asked for this exact, exact process to happen two years ago, not only was the public chastising me, but also some of the people up here, Council McDonald. I'm only talking to you because I agree with your statement about validity and having a constructive conversation. Because exactly 
what the discussion is happening now. Now, the state's forcing our hand. But at that time, we had two licenses approved, and we didn't know which direction to go. And I asked for a pause. And there was an uproar. Not even an uproar. I would say when people start calling your house and telling your kids who are answering the phone, your dad's in the pocket, that's where you draw the line. Okay? So I, I find it funny. Now, it's, it's a perfect time. Maybe it's a coincidence, but I don't think it is. And when people are telling me, through lawyers, that this body is changing the council rules for an individual, I'm going to call you out on it, because I expect you to call me out on it. Okay? And when the council... You heard it tonight. You read the letters. We dragged our feet. We haven't done our due diligence. I don't, I don't get insulted. Don't care. That's what this job's about. I have two rules. You go after my kids, there's going to be a problem. You insult the people that work for us on a daily basis who carry this, that's a problem. Because I know Ron and Michelle and, 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 um, and uh, Nelson Miller and even, even the past members of that committee, there was a lot of work. And the three licenses that came before this committee, I voted for three of them. Not everybody up here voted for three of them. And that's fine. But don't paint me as an anti-pot guy. Voted for three of them. And, every, and every, every license that came before this council was voted on. Every one. Now, maybe your license didn't come up here and you're mad at the world. That's fine. That is fine. But to villainate the body that I personally think, everybody knows Ron's work. We're ahead of the state. I'll be honest with you to some degree. I think we are. Because we didn't go after that big dollar ticket in the sky where, where the mayor of Fall River went away for it essentially, right? That's what, that's what he went away for, is, is, is shaking down those committees. And the idea that these, these businesses weren't opened up because of us, we passed them. If Nelson was here, he would tell you, there's construction problems, everybody want to talk about the supply chain, they can't get the stuff in the buildings, they can't get the cameras. We want the revenue. We want the revenue. But this idea that we're not trying to dance around a subject that we all know what's happening is complete and utter lies. And I think that's all the council seeker said, and that's fine. But if we're, if we're going to open up, if we're going to be honest and truthful with each other, I'm going to call it out just like I've been called out. But the difference with me is I'm not lying. I, I don't, I'm not getting a pot license. I've never had any intention to have a pot license. I don't have 20 restraining orders against me. So if we're going to talk about being validated, let's be validated. But I can assure you right now, this idea of coming to the city of Mullen every time and just pointing fingers and saying, we're not doing a good job in marijuana. It, it's insulting to him and the committee and the workers who do this every day. It's not us. Our, our job is essentially was done. We passed them. When they get a license, that's up to them to open the property, not us. Because every time I read these letters, Malden's dragged their feet. Malden's dragged their feet. We have three approved. Melrose has one. And I just want to say the last time, and this is what I'm going to because I get a little you know, excited about this, is when I asked for this pause for the counselors who weren't there, phone calls to my house, phone calls to my dad's business, which I don't own. But that's okay because it's me. But if it was any one of you, oh, they'd, they'd be, they would be, they'd be, they'd be hell to pay. But the difference is, you know what? You can attack me, that's fine. But I would stand up for you guys. There's a line. There's a line. And it's been crossed numerous times. And what's happening right now is exactly what I requested. And you know how the request came up? Because I talked to the cannabis committee because they wanted to say, we, we, we just passed two. We should take a look and see this. Maybe the low-hanging fruit like Council O'Malley was part of that discussion. We didn't want to talk about it, though. Didn't want to talk about it. You know why? Because that individual or that particular licenses weren't ready to come up. Now that they've come up, or maybe it's a coincidence, let's slow, let's slow down. Let's take a sess. Let's look at the rules now. 
So let's be honest. Let's be truthful. Let's be adults, counselor. Let's not. I don't go on Facebook. I don't. My wife updates. I tell everybody that. I don't debate in there. But love to share the stories with everybody here. But that's why I had to say that. Okay? Because if it walks like a duck, sometimes it talks like a duck. Counselor Hayes. Counselor Colon Hayes. Colon Hayes. Thank you. Um, I'm just tired, counsel. I'm trying to bring you. That's okay. I'm tired too. I get it. Um, I just wanted to say I'm. I'm I don't actually have the words to say what I'm feeling right now. Um, I'm a little embarrassed um, and for our council right now, but I, I wanted to say that if we need to keep, if we're gonna talk social media, we need to keep it out of this council, right? We can talk about it. Um, we all get blasted on social media, every single one of us. And since you just um, said you, you would wanna be called out, I just have to say this because um, my child was also brought into it, so I get it, and it was by you. Um, so I, I just want to be clear about that. And so I just, if we're going to keep kids out of it, let's just keep kids out of it and let's keep social media off of this council. But yeah, I have to address point, it. Yeah, that's a good point, counsel. You're right. And Thank so let's you. not change rules yes. based on social media, right? So let's just go. Let's let's go move forward with what um, Councilor Linehan worked so hard on. Oh, no. I, I, mayor's I, office listen, and everybody else. Thank I complete. I, I talked to Council Linehan. Mm -hmm. I talked to the committee. We're going to have to do this anyways to some degree. Mm -hmm. So... I believe Councilor O'Malley has a motion seconded mm -hmm. by Council Linehan, which is, I believe, having the legal department review this. Clerk, call a roll. My child was brought into it. It was by you. What a hypocrite. Talking about his children that I don't believe got attacked at all. That's what the, you're dealing with in the uh, city of Malden, good old boys network. Gonna bring up some guests. They have a lawsuit against the city of Malden about their licensing. I don't know if they're gonna wanna say much about uh, the city councilor or have much to say. You know, we'll see what they can say because they have a lawsuit. And it looks like a good lawsuit because the city of Malden has done a bunch of uh, licensing shenanigans. And basically what I'm saying is they've pushed the three largest proposals through the people with the most money get through and the folks that one of them are local to Malden number one they also have someone who was busted for cannabis they're poor so they don't get a license because they don't have the right zoning they set it up that way and that's what I see and I think Spatafora is the one who did it it's up to the rest of the city council to, fi to fix this at this point. But let's find out because there is a lawsuit. Maybe the city council won't do the right thing. They won't fix it. Maybe the court will. That's almost what I expect at this point. So let's let's uh, bring up the guests. We got uh, three guests here tonight from Botanical Gardens. And they're currently saying Botanical Gardens. I got the wrong name. <laughs> Ben, ben, I'm not even going to say this right. I'm going to have them say it. Benevol Benevolent Botanicals. How's that? That's their application in the city of Malden. Let's bring them up. Uh, they're friends of mine. Somewhat. Sort of. Maybe. I don't want to get them in trouble either because they don't put me up to any of this. This is me watching what's going on in Malden. If they weren't there, I'd still be covering this and pissed off. It's ridiculous. You could see it city after city after city, but Malden really backwards. We've been covering Malden for a long time, even before they had an application. Even when they first did decrim Malden. Let's bring up these folks. We got Mike Klebenek, who is the CEO. And we got Steve and Warren, who have been on the show before in the past. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome. And thank you for having us. Warren, you're really quiet. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, let, 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 let me start off. First of all, Benevolent Botanicals does not have any personal agendas against anybody in the city of Malden. Um, yeah. We came into the city looking to get a license for a cannabis shop. Um, we looked all around and looked for different properties. We went through the process with the Cannabis Licensing Board, um, presented ourselves, and we were one of the candidates that they agreed 
to move forward um, to the next step. And the next step was that because of some very stringent zoning in Malden done, you know, by design, um, they, uh, we needed to get a, a variance. They have a residential buffer zone. We needed to get a variance. The buffer zone was 75 feet. We were 61 feet from property line to property line. Um, and so we went through the process after CLEC approved us of trying to get um, a variance with the zoning with the zoning board. When we went to the zoning board, the zoning board um, denied our variance because of dimensional issues with the building. The building actually meet the strict criteria for a variance. And that the reason was really, we really didn't need a variance for the building. The problem was with the zoning. And so we were denied and we went and I went to see the mayor and others in the city and said, okay, great. You know, if not this building, where else in Malden might we be able to go? I, I just got involved with this, um, you know, in 2021. So I don't really have a history with Malden or any of the parties or the people that are involved here. I just am a businessman trying to help these guys get a business going. Can someone help me as much as we've already spent on this building? And that's painful. Where else might we be able to go? And what we've been met with, with has been a lot of silence and crickets. And so we yeah, they didn't the have, there wasn't one. The, well, they, they um, couldn't name a single building. There is no buildings. The, the challenge is that the, the zoning is a bit too restrictive. And yes, Malden's been able to pass through three licenses. Councilor Spadafore is correct. I have no issue with with what Malden's done. They they've got three licenses out there. The challenge is that they have to get five licenses done through their cannabis licensing board by state law, and the other two licenses that have been given up are now stuck because they the buildings that they have been proposed for are stuck in zoning regulation. So that's forty percent. Forty percent of the ones that have been given up Malden. Six years after, still stuck in zoning snafus, well, and those snafus have been exacerbated, if you will, we believe, by people who are trying to not have this thing really push forward expeditiously. It's interesting, and too, that's the basis it... of our. And so, we... go ahead, Mike. It's it's bad for his comments. He, he basically said that there you could you could see that he was almost referencing besides referencing me I felt like he was I felt like he was t- making attacks against myself without naming me and I feel like he was doing the same to Warren and Steve do you guys feel like that and in, in his comments there that I just played we don't want to we don't want to if he has wants to have a we don't want to fight with, but anyone. that's the we thing. Wanna, it's, it's, don't you think it's not fair know, that a city councilor could come after you guys, but now you have to freaking bow down and not say anything. I mean, uh, that, that's uh, the game. Uh, I want, I want our listeners uh, to think about that. Yeah, uh, you guys don't have uh, to say uh, anything. Uh, I agree. You don't have to say no, anything, no. but I want people uh, to realize uh, what the uh, fuck's going on. You know, here. Again, this is, they're not serving us. You have to serve these fucking assholes. That's basically what's going on. You haven't kissed the ring enough. Am I wrong? I, I, I just I, think I, it's I, a shame I, that in a city that overwhelmingly voted to have cannabis here, uh, that you know, some the the process with the city is broken and this attempt to adjust a process and reform it based on their experience of the past several years is being delayed and held back by seemingly a small handful of people who are personally anti-cannabis and put that stance ahead of what people actually voted for. And like Mike said, 40% of us aren't able to get our licenses. And who's the 40%? It's the poor local folks and the poor black applicant. The other 
Uh, the other person being held up is uh, Your Green Package. I think you met them. Uh, yeah. they're, they're calling themselves Drift. They have another business, Drift, that they want to open in Malden, and they're being held up in the same situation as us. And yeah, it's uh, it's totally not fair. <laughs> and again, I, I think the fact is, though, that we have to look at the fact that there are three licenses that were passed in Malden, and that the challenge is that when the laws were passed and these processes were put in place, they were never tested, right? Everybody, I have to assume everybody was trying to do the right thing. There were people in Malden and other cities who wanted to be sure that cannabis didn't overrun their cities, right? It was new. It was scary. There were issues. I respect those issues. The fact is that Malden went a little bit further than most cities and towns in enacting some zoning. Um, they did it without the word that I heard from Councilor Spadafore was the word due diligence, right? They did it without real proper due diligence, meaning hiring people to say, if, then, when, if we put this zoning in place, what then will be the result of it? Yeah. Exactly. And, and then, and then, and then he said, he, and, and the other one, Sika, they said, oh, well, if we could change it, well, we can, we can make exceptions for applicants. Don't worry about it. We can, we'll, we'll figure it out. It doesn't now no exceptions. Well, so that's now, like a bait and switch to me. That looks like a bait as a, as a, someone that's watching, that looks like a bait and switch. Well, well, Mike, actually what happened was the opportunity for a variance was there. And that was what was talked about when the zoning board of appeals ruled on the variance while they said that the property didn't meet the strict criteria. They also said that they would not be in a place to vary the zoning because it was specifically put in to limit the number of buildings by the city council and there that that must be done by the city council. Right. And that passed the buck. Yeah. In, in the old Fortran loop. It's like, you it's a design. Yeah. It's a design. I, I, now, and if you want to say it was designed, I don't believe it was necessary. I don't believe the nefarious nature. I just believe that what happened was we got caught up in this loop and have been able, un unable to get out of, uh, of it administratively. And it's been, it's been really challenging and painful. And the two candidates that, as Warren says, the two candidates that are approved by the Cannabis Licensing Board, but not able to move forward because Malden has no path to move forward. And in our case, Malden has already testified that right now there is no building in the city of Malden that they can bring forward that's commercially viable without a variance. Therefore, we have two candidates and no properties. That's mm -hmm. that's a challenge, right? How do you how do you fix that? And that and that's what we're trying to that's what we're involved with now. Um, that's what our case centers around. And you know, we're hopeful that um, either the city itself will come up with um, a, a path of administrative relief or that we will be able to prevail in our case because two doesn't go into zero. Let me ask you about that because there's like like you said, there's two tracks that this could get solved. What is the city? Tell us about that. What's the progress? Is there any hope? Is there any city councilors that need to be, you know, talked to or, or emailed? Uh, and what's going on with this court case? Because I know something happened in your favor, but it's not over. So tell us what's going on with both on both those tracks to, to resolve this. Um, the city had a meeting uh, last week um, to vote on an amendment. Um, that, that amendment wouldn't have changed the zoning in any way or the bylaws. It actually just would have allowed an applicant who was in violation of the zoning to be able to go in front of the city council and present its case in front of the city council without having to go through the zoning board of appeals as the zoning board of appeals said they didn't think they should have been the group anyway given all the special permits that need to be given to cannabis why not also 
make this variance, if you will, part of the special permit process. And we actually agreed with that. We thought that made good sense. Unfortunately, the city was split on the vote last week and therefore voted this amendment down. So right now, without new legislative initiative, um, right now there isn't any current initiative that's moving forward to try to deal with the, with, with the problem at hand. Um, on your second question, the court case itself, I really can't comment very much about that because it, it, it is active. Um, people who are interested clearly can go to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. You have here the benevolent, you know, the, our, our cases is, is on the screen. Um, and you can look up for yourself what is in the public record and extrapolate and interpret as you will where we are in, in space and time with that. But um, we're, 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 we're confident in the information and the data that we've brought forward and we're hopeful because we want to operate in Malden. We, we have a great facility. We have a great location. We've got a super management team. We're local people, local Malden people who want to bring a dispensary in. It's, it, it seems antithetical to be thinking that this is the group of people, Warren and Steve, who are fighting so yeah, hard to get into this city. Yeah. Right? And it's, this it's, is it's city awful. Actually, Let me ask you this. So I, you, you, you said you can't say anything about the lawsuit, but has the judge given the city any guidance at this point? Has, has there any, you know, I know that judges a lot of times before they really get into it, they kind of give them some feedback on how they're feeling. Has there been any kind of judge guidance back to the city of Boston? I mean, city uh, of uh, uh, Malden. Uh, you could interpret it as guidance because, um, of course, when judges are talking about it's not to lean to one side or another, but certainly in the case that was the opinion that was filed um, in August, um, the judge did say that she felt that she was in agreement that while she dismissed the variance for the building based on the strict criteria of the variance, she did very much agree that it appeared that uh, Malden's uh, code would be in violation of 94G, but that was a decision mm -hmm. for another day. And she right. did say it would be really good if both parties could come to an administrative solution, right? right? That's, that's that, what judges try to do. They give, they give you the... The parameters or what's going to be decided, but they also they want it to get hashed out, right? Yeah, yeah, and and we we have we have hoped for um, some administrative relief because um, we we thought it was appropriate. We wanted to have our day. We did file um, for our special permit. We were denied um, that application by the city, um, and because we didn't have uh, the uh, variance. Um, we have filed for constructive approval in that case. Um, that's the second case that we have. Um, people can also follow that. Um, and so we're, uh, again, we're, we're, this is a broken process. This isn't about people. Uh, it's not about Craig or Jadine or any of the city councilors. Those people work Ultimately, there. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But I feel like it, it has uh, become that. And I think that people need to, Sometimes hear it, you know, I know you guys can't say it, but I can, and I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. Uh, Michael, I want to ask you more about this court case. Cause you're talking about, you know, basically what, what the judge is kind of saying and, and that, you know, the judge would like to see you guys work it out. Has the city made any moves towards that at all? Any visible I, moves? I, I really can't comment to that. Um, because again, um, that, that would be discussions that would be, you know, privileged and, at this point. Um, again, I'm going to say we're hopeful that the city's going to see where we're at, where the other applicant is at, the challenge that there is right now in the fact that the city has already testified that right now there are no properties that they can bring forward that are commercially available. And, and therein lies a huge problem. Again, two can't go into zero. So we're hopeful that with all of this information now brought to light and the court uh, case that's going on, 
that we'll be able to come to a resolution. We, we want to operate in the city and we want to have a friendly relationship with the city. It sounds good for you guys on the lawsuit. Yeah, we're the angle, only Maldonians who have applied. Yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, Steve we're the and only Malden residents that applied. And they said that that's something they really, really wanted when they were designing this process. And um, they set aside like a social equity license. That's their own definition of social equity. And one of the criteria is like Malden residency. And we had so many people encouraging us and being like, oh, I'm so happy that some Malden people are applying. I really hope you get it. And, and then there's just like, you know, this labyrinth that we can't seem to get through administratively. Yeah, we had 58 people came and spoke in favor of us at our zoning board hearing. It, which is like essentially unprecedented. Yeah, no one yeah, else had never had that many people, people speak over. And, and most of them, or if not no all, one had all one. Them. Yeah, were they Malden residents, most of them, or all of them? Yep. Yeah. Well, like, over yeah. 50 just, of them were, yeah. It, you know, candidly, Mike, is why I got involved in this business. When I did my due diligence and met with Steve and Warren, um, there were just an awful lot of people who were very supportive of their candidacy here, you know, for a cannabis license and were and, and really won me over to get involved and to say, I can help. I mean, I, I got involved with this because there are only two or three social equity companies that have been able to make it through this challenge right our challenge is one of them but there are more strewn bodies on the road you've been advocating for years right this is this has been a promise that's been un undelivered right for people who are not of means who have been told here's a chance to you know to get back to get on your feet a chance to be equalized and it hasn't worked out the lack of access to capital has been unprecedented the the challenges that social equity participants have had in getting into this business has been underreported, in my opinion. And 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 here's a you know the, you're sitting Perfect in front example. of example example right. This is a bigger problem. This is this is a bigger problem. We're getting some comments too that show the support in Malden. Just what you guys are talking about. Uh, here's a Facebook user who just uh, posted a comment. Watching, uh, they said, "I want the revenue." We just had a teacher strike in Malden. We should be putting more money aside to attract more teachers to the district. They want you guys to open. They want the tax revenue. Uh, here's another one. I don't want to hear the city council cry poor in two years when we could be socking money away. I'm wondering if that's Deb. Is that Deb? Maybe. Because sometimes the Facebook users, we don't see the names. But I know a, uh, a teacher organizer in Malden. That, that, that might be her. And so one know. of the things. When we first started, one of the things that Steve and Warren asked me about, and they never asked me about making money or anything. They just wanted to bring a really great cannabis shop to Malden. Um, you know, they've been advocates for Malden long before they had any financial incentive. They've been, you know, they've been so involved with the city. And they asked me whether they could, whether we could figure out how to put together a nonprofit fund where we could carve out 1% of our profits and just have it be for Malden and just have it be for special projects in Malden, for book drives, for things of that nature, things that we could help those city councilors that are out there trying to, you know, draw up attention. Malden is the most diverse community in the state. 70 different languages spoken in, 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 in you know, in, in, in those schools. There are real challenges that are local challenges that a local operation like that they want to run, okay, can make a difference in. And you're seeing these people on Facebook coming and saying these things. Stop, you know, we're we have to stop this. You know, we've got to we've got to support this. These are the groups of people that need to be picked up and supported by communities. And 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 there, Mike, you're right. There, you're right about. You need to have your voice and speak to your elected officials if they're not acting in your direction. If you believe that they should be acting in a certain way and they aren't, you've got to contact them. You've got to let them know that you're not happy with that. You know, you've got to vote in the next election. Um, you know, that's that's 
that's the way to, to handle those types of things. Um, and so what do you, you think? What, yeah. The question I always have is what do you do when they don't respond to your emails or have a phone number you can call them at? Because I, I yeah, I've sent so many emails over the years and I'd say about half of them respond right away, like within an hour, but a lot of them don't, a lot of them hide away. No. And unfortunately, Mike, that's, you know, you need to find people who are willing to stand up and we have been, and it has been expensive for us, desperately expensive. This has been a year since the zoning board. Um, it is it, it is an expensive lawsuit. It is expensive opportunity costs to do this. Um, very few people have been able to hang in, you know, and be able to withstand this and to, to get to the other end and say, hey, you need to answer my emails or, you know, or, or there are some sort of ramifications to it. Um, you know, again, we hope here that that uh, like-minded, reasonable people will look at all of this and say, "We need to make this. We need to make this change here." Um, you know, in Malden. If you're a Malden, and there resident, is an election coming up, like call, call, call. If you're a Malden um, resident, call, email your 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 city councilors and and let them know that you want more dispensaries to be allowed to open. Uh, I I also want to make a. Uh, Put this up on the screen. The Facebook user said it is. It is Deb. I, I know my uh, my audience and, and my Facebook friends, I guess, because it says Facebook user. I didn't know who posted the comment, but it was Deb. It was Deb. She's a, a union organizer. You got some great people supporting you, Malden. Yep. And Malden, Warren Lynch and Steve and Michael. What, Thank what you. kind of. Yeah, what kind of final messages, especially from Steve? I want to hear more from Steve tonight and Warren. I know Michael's been talking a lot, which is great. Give us a lot of info. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you want to? Because you're the kind of stars in Malden. People love you. So I want to make sure you guys get plenty of speaking time. What do you want to say tonight, Steve? I would just really um, like to speak about you know, the harder you make it to get into the industry, the more it's skewed towards giant corporations. So if you want ethically run, locally minded businesses that are operated by people who live in the community and participate in the community, then it's really, really important to not have situations where companies get stuck in years of administrative limbo because there's no way that a small company like us can survive that this is our bread and butter like we literally don't eat <laughs> when this happens and there's they're trying to starve us out and when you're trying to starve people out it's always the smallest companies that are going to be the most vulnerable um which keeps minorities out of the industry it keeps women out of the industry i think like 13% of the business in Massachusetts is owned by women. So that's not great. Um, and it definitely keeps social equity out. So like if, if what you want is a bunch of real estate tycoons from the Midwest to be swooping in and buying up buildings and like cornering the market in that way to the exclusion of every uh, good faith Massachusetts participant, and it is great to run things like this process has gone. But if you really care about your communities and um, having a healthy relationship with cannabis and cannabis companies, then please call your city councilors um, and your mayors and speak up for social equity, defend companies like ours and our right to participate in the market. Yeah, because it's it's clear that the people of Malden want there to be cannabis here and want there to be local cannabis here. We voted overwhelmingly for cannabis. There was a petition um, to change. Like, they, they, they also agree that the zoning is broken. Um, it seems like the, a lot of the city council agrees with that, too. But somehow nothing's happening. The, 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 the limbo continues. And Malden stays in violation of state law, and 40% of us are, are blocked out. And uh, the city council could make some kind of a change here. The, the mayor could do something. And uh, if people talk to their representatives, maybe they will do something before 
you know, this becomes more of a legal headache than it's already been for everybody. Um, and the, the city's losing out on revenue. It's it's something like 30000 a month in, in city taxes per store. Um, and and so two stores, that's 60000 a month that could be going to books, teachers, diversity programs, fixing the Replacing the, streets, the lead pipes, the upgrading lead pipes. our infrastructure. <laughs> like, Malden, every time they have an infrastructure project, the contractors remark on how antiquated everything is and how hard it is to update us because we're so far behind the times. And it just seems like that's a city that could use this revenue. Yeah. Absolutely. And they would make a killing too, you know, where their, where their location is. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not taking advantage. Like uh, the city council wanted to pretend because they passed three cannabis dispensers that they're ahead of the curve. I don't know if he's looked around, but Malden doesn't have any open dispensers. Yeah. <laughs> There's not one open. Uh, it's been a while, bro. Actually, a lot of dispensaries are open. One, in the state. Oh, one did open finally. Yeah. Uh, so yes. When? Yeah. Just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. So they have one open finally. Um, wow. Literally a couple weeks ago. Yeah. In early but December. I, I will put a caveat to that, which is zoning requires use occupancy or primary use occupancy, meaning you can be the only person in a building. The Misty Mountain building is 17,000 plus square feet by what we've seen. And they're only using about 3,000 square feet yep. of it. And they're locking up the other 14,000 as Trinity, the second candidate, also needed to do, not utilizing 69% of their square footage. So again, to the point of zoning to equity, I'm not sure that young, you know, as social equity participants and small businesses can afford to rent a property where 80 plus percent of that building is not being used for for anything yeah. it has to be locked up and, and when that happens like you know let's say that the, the, the couple of businesses the three businesses that they've licensed have these gigantic footprints and they're only using a quarter or th you know an eighth of the of the property the rest is vacant well that's a high cost i don't care if it's property taxes upkeep yeah. uh rent that gets passed on to the consumers, to the patients, and it also ends up, in a lot of respects, hurting the workers, the workers who get treated like crap because they have to pay for all this, right? I mean, that's why our cannabis really isn't great in Massachusetts. Do you guys agree on that, it, on that part of it? On the quality yeah, because of the, the, the small yeah, and and that part of it is because of the cost. The small when you, local when you when you require that... them to have so much space, of course it's going to be more expensive. Of course it's going to be by people who have a lot of money but don't really care about cannabis, right? I would say for us, That's the biggest the challenge is we that we can't get into the game. A small company can't get into the game if those are the rules. It's too expensive to get in. So it's not practicable. It's it, there's no you know reasonable business person wouldn't wouldn't do that. Only the larger companies who have a bigger objective would rent a property. Okay, who would rent a retail store that's twenty thousand square feet and then only use two thousand of it? In any a other business, pump and dump, a pump and dump yeah. stock. That's pretty much all who would do that. Uh, also, would try to keep their stock price up. Stock then. You, yeah. Maybe you can start pushing meme stocks yeah. on. Yeah. You see a lot of proposals from groups that are just business people and they don't have a single cannabis expert attached to the company at all. They'd have not done their research and they don't care. And, you know, they'll just hire from within their network. They don't care if someone has spent 20 years painstakingly perfecting their craft and living based on the quality of the product they're able to produce who like that's how they fed themselves and it's their passion and you know their career like those are the exact people who are getting locked out people who have been hurt by the war on drugs who've been busted for participating in this before it was legal that's that's who we should 
should be trying to get into the business because those are the people who know what they're doing and know what people want and how to satisfy the customers here. Yeah, the most ethical companies War that are setting, yeah. setting the bar, like Ed D'Souza, um, you know, your green package, it's it's the small family businesses. That, that, and, like and, and said, Warren, you were someone, I want to I bring this up too, because you, like me, have been busted and it affected you, your life. I know it did, that you, you've been arrested for cannabis, unlike almost every other owner out there. Let's put it that way. Most of the, these owners... Even if they smoked cannabis, they weren't getting busted because of who they were, where they were. Well, the law says they want you to got hire busted. people like me, though. Right. What'd you say? Uh, you got busted, though. But you yeah. got arrested well, for the, cannabis. The, the law says, you know, that's what social equity is supposed to be. It's supposed to be people who are harmed by the war on drugs. And hello. <laughs> that's me. Um, and you know, one of the forty percent who they want license. Yeah. Somehow there's not a single person who's been arrested for cannabis who owns a cannabis shop in Massachusetts, even though that's right up there in the beginning of the law that they supposedly want to license people like me. I'll be the first one if we get our license. And that's why is, I want to go shop upside you down from. Like, the Oh, well, I hope I hope you guys win this court case. I hope you guys win at the even before that. I hope the city council just does the right thing and doesn't spend any more money on defending a lawsuit and just says, you know what? Let's settle this. This is stupid. Why are we doing this to Warren and Steve and the other applicants when the law says that we need a certain amount? It only benefits them to approve you. They get more tax money. They please a lot of voters, a lot of people who support you. I I just I just hope that the sane minds on the Malding city council get, you know, courageous and, and push this and get it done. Cause this is ridiculous to have a lawsuit going on. What are your final thoughts? Let's start with Michael. We'll go to uh, Warren. And then I want to end with Steve go in that uh, order. Final thoughts, you know, again, uh, a broken process and not people and we thank you and others who have given us a forum and an opportunity to be able to talk about this in a in a professional fashion and in a rational fashion um, and we hope that those that are listening will take some action whatever that means write a letter pick up the phone um, come to a hearing um, but but activate right care enough to activate to help people like Warren and Steve, because that's what I got involved with this with. They are the absolute right candidates for Malden to have. And it's amazing to me every day that I get up every day and I'm in this fight to try to, to help them, you know, to, to cross over this hurdle. Just crazy. But thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're the, uh, did I say it right? You're the CEO, right? Correct. And I know you've run a lot of other companies mm -hmm. as well. You've never had any issues like this in the past in any other businesses, including tattoos, right? Um, no, I was not involved with that tattoos, but I've been involved with, uh, I've been the founder and CEO of six different companies in my career. And um, this has brought a whole new series of unique challenges that I've not experienced before. So um, it's, been, it's been an interesting um, ride so far, uh, definitely. Definitely a uh, tough, tough road. Cannabis is not an easy road um, to, to owe it all. Um, it's a controversial issue. So we, we, we get it and, and hopefully we'll prevail. And Warren, Warren Lynch, what are your final thoughts tonight? Um, well, I'd like to say that uh, although we've met many challenges in Malden and some things have been very frustrating, we're, we're incredibly grateful to all the all the people from all over Malden that have stood up and supported us, that have co come to these meetings. We've had, you know, it's got to be over 100 people at different times um, have showed up to, to support us and speak their mind about what they think and, and speak to their city councilors and let their voice be heard because the, the people of Malden don't want this, this kind of a delay. And, but... Uh, 
that isn't obvious until people get up and say it. And so you've all been very brave, very kind, and we're just incredibly grateful. And we hope that you speak your minds again. Thank you, Warren Lynch. And what do you have, Steve, for us? Um, definitely, I say this like personally for our process in Malden, but also to other people who may be in struggling with similar issues in their cities. Please call and write your city councilors. Um, you'd be amazed at how loud your voice can be because, like, if they hear from two people on an issue and you know they're both like pushing against progress or whatever they're going to think that's what the public as a whole believes and it's really important for them to hear from their constituents and to know that Malden has only become more pro-cannabis in the years since we voted to legalize it took us six years from that point to finally uh, get a shop open and all the time I'm hearing from other people being like, what do you mean you still haven't been licensed? Like, what is going on? So please um, call and write. If you can show up to meetings that have cannabis on the agenda, please show up. Um, even if you don't feel like you have uh, the ability to articulate something um, or like the, the knowledge of, of the general context or whatever, even just showing up and letting them know that this is an issue people care enough to show up for and are following actively um, is very, very helpful. Uh, just, you know, if you're passionate for cannabis, then one of the best things you can do is support the kind of reforms at the local and the state levels that are going to make it easier for small companies to get into the business, for people who have been harmed by the war on drugs, for people who, whether or not they've been busted, have decades of experience in expert cultivation and manufacturing and satisfying customers and interfacing with people really, really directly um, and, and understanding what people need and want out of legal cannabis in the state. Um, I think is really helpful. So please help um, social equity companies and women-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses um, and people with legitimate experience in cannabis uh, to have a way into the legal industry so that we can raise the bar and really, um, you know, on two fronts, both offering our customers exactly what they want and understanding what those needs are and being responsive to um, changing desires in the customer base, but also, um, you know, local, community-minded businesses being able Thank you very much, Steve McMorris. Did you guys hear that feedback coming in? No? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know I what that, that was. was. Yeah, you did hear it, did you? Like someone's hacking into my system or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of strange. I noticed that earlier tonight, but it didn't happen the whole show until that very moment. It's very strange. Maybe the listeners at home don't hear it. I don't know. There's a ghost in my machine. I think that's what it is. Steve McMorris, thank you very much. Warren Lynch. And I also want to thank Michael Klebenek. Did I say that last name right? Yes? Klebenek, that's Good. correct. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. And, you know, um, we appreciate it. And hopefully in 2023, we'll be opening up a shop in Malden and, and we'll be the pride of the city. That I, that I promise we will be that Oh, I can't light. wait. I hope it happens because I want to be shopping there. I want to, I want to at least make the, you know, the first visit in the first week, right? We'll have you be a, a, a first day ribbon cutter with us. Oh, I Thank hope so. Us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak tonight, Mike. Thanks again. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank, thank you, you. Steve. And thank you, Warren Lynch. Always a pleasure to have uh, you all on the show. Benevolent Botanicals, LLC. Thank you guys so much uh, for being on the show tonight. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. We're the Young Jerks. We've been covering this uh, Malden shenanigans. Uh, oh, I brought them back. I didn't mean to. I want to close by playing the uh, the video again for people who didn't see it because I think people need to see what's been going on in the city of Malden and kind of the tone. Uh, there was another uh, comment, too, that came in. They said, could we petition to change the zoning laws for new liquor stores or liquor licenses in Malden? 
uh, so that they're treated the same as cannabis. Well, that probably wouldn't help cannabis because actually cannabis is, is licensed. The number of licenses per city is based on the number of liquor licenses. I don't know what the exact ratio is, but if you lower the liquor licenses, there's going to be less cannabis dispensaries that get to open. So ideally, if you wanted to help cannabis, you'd, you'd increase the liquor licenses. But that's the issue here. The city of Malden isn't doing what they're supposed to. They're supposed to have five dispensaries at least. And they've only got three approved. And they've set it up the zoning so the others can't get through. So they have an issue and they need to fix it. And because of that, there's a lawsuit happening. You know, I want when, before I play this video, I also want to note a couple of things. Number one, that uh, the New England Cannabis Awards are coming up. We've been nominated quite a few times in the past. We've won sometimes. Sometimes we've lost. Uh, but it's it's your votes that make the difference. Your votes for nominations and your votes for... I would really appreciate if people voted for us again, like they have in the past, for best podcast, best news source, uh, especially this year. And the reason why I think is because some of our coverage with Lorna McMurray and the workers, I think that when we're nominated and especially when we win this big industry cannabis event in Boston, the largest on the East coast, it makes an impression. And I want to see that what kind of impression it makes in 2023. So help us help us win. And I'm also suggesting a lifetime achievement. I've been nominated several times for that or every time, actually, I think, and I never win it, which is fine. Last year, I actually suggested uh, two other folks get nominated, our friends that passed away, and they actually won. We actually suggested four last time. Two of them won, which was awesome to see. So this time, Lifetime Achievement, you can vote for me if you like, but you can also vote, I would suggest, for Michael Malta or Lorna McMurray. Lorna passed away this year, 27 years old. You Most people wouldn't consider that a lifetime, but I think... With what she did, the mark that she left, and the people that care about her, and the movement that she's created, I think Lorna McMurray, and I think Michael Malta, you know, another one. I love that guy. But if it's not Michael, it's Lorna. You know, either one of them, vote for them. Just put them up there. I think they did both deserve it. Maybe they'll both get nominated and win. I like that. That's what happened last year. So please vote on that. It's uh, New England Cannabis Awards. They're taking nominations right now for their 2023 event. We were nominated last year for two, three awards. We didn't win any, but it was great to be nominated. And it, it was people voting for us like you. So we really appreciate the support. My name is Mike Crawford. I also, before I play this closing video, we're repeating the video. I want people to see it. This is Spatifora the city councilor uh, responding to some criticism he got. And I think some of it was from an article that we wrote in Dick Boston about how he didn't respond uh, to emails, how his phone number was disconnected, uh, how we decided to try to, you know, get in touch with him to see if he would sell us some liquor, which we believe he did try to offer us some liquor uh, through email. That was pretty interesting. And now he's supporting the big cannabis companies, which he notes. But I also think a, a very interesting comment he made was about the mayor of Fall River. What a strange thing to bring up, dude. When you have all of this kind of whatever it is around you and you bring up the mayor of Fall River. If I was the feds, I'd be looking into you. That's all I'm going to say about it. Let's watch this. This is Craig Spatafora. Being a jackass, crying, cry more. And then a uh, city councilor puts him down in one minute, reminds him how much of a hypocrite he is. Let's listen to this to close the show. Mike Crawford, check it out. We'll see you next time. Please do vote for us, New England Cannabis Awards. I've heard what I deem to be complete and utter false I, I will use social media as that i do not go on it it is the bane of this country and only now it's being recognized there but what the problem is there is people can say what they want and villainate people and they don't get there's no recourse so i think the reason why council seeker gets mad is because there was rumors that 
I was opening a pot shop. Councilor Seeker was opening a pot shop. And when I asked for this exact, exact process to happen two years ago, not only was the public chastising me, but also some of the people up here, Councilor thought. I'm only talking to you because I agree with your statement about validity and having a constructive conversation. Because exactly what the discussion is happening now, now the state's forcing our hand. But at that time, we had two licenses approved. And we didn't know which direction to go. And I asked for a pause. And there was an uproar. Not even an uproar. I would say when people start calling your house and telling your kids who are answering the phone, your dad's in the pocket, that's where you draw the line. Okay? So I, I find it funny. Now, it's, it's a perfect time. Maybe it's a coincidence, but I don't think it is. And when people are telling me, through lawyers, that this body is changing the council rules for an individual, I'm going to call you out on it, because I expect you to call me out on it. Okay? And when the council, you heard it tonight, you read the letters, we dragged our feet, we haven't done our due diligence. I don't, I don't get it selfie. Don't care. That's what this job's about. I have two rules. You go after my kids, there's going to be a problem. You insult the people that work for us on a daily basis who carry this, that's a problem. Because I know Ron and Michelle and, 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 uh, and uh, Nelson Miller, and even, even the past members of that committee. There was a lot of work. And the three licenses that came before this committee, I voted for three of them. Not everybody up here voted for three of them. And that's fine, but don't paint me as an anti-pot Voted for three of them. And, every, and every, every license that came before this council was voted on. Every one. Now, maybe your license didn't come up here and you're mad at the world. That's fine. That is fine. But to villainate the body that I personally think everybody knows Ron's work, we're ahead of the state. I'll be honest with you to some degree. I think we are. Because we didn't go after that big dollar tick in the sky where, where the mayor of Fall River went away for it essentially, right? That's what, that's what he went away for, is, is, is shaking down those committees. And the idea that these, these businesses weren't opened up because of us, we passed them. If Nelson was here, we'd tell you, there's construction problems, everybody want to talk about the supply chain, they can't get the stuff in the buildings, they can't get the cameras. We want the revenue. We want the revenue. But this idea that we're not trying to dance around a subject that we all know what's happening is complete and utter lies. And I think that's all the council seeker said, and that's fine. But if we're, if we're going to open up, if we're going to be honest and truthful with each other, I'm going to call it out just like I've been called out. But the difference with me is, I'm not lying. I, I don't, I'm not getting a pot license. I've never had any intention to have a pot license. I don't have 20 restraining orders against me. So if we're going to talk about being validated, let's be validated. But I can assure you right now, this idea of coming to the city of Mall and every time and just pointing fingers and saying, we're not doing a good job in marijuana. It, it's insulting to him and the committee and the workers who do this every day. It's not us. Our, our job is essentially was done. We passed them. When they get a license, that's up to them to open the property, not us. Because every time I read these letters, Malden's dragged their feet. Malden's dragged their feet. We have three approved. Melrose has one. And I just want to say the last time, and this is one of my because I get a little you know, excited about this, is when I re asked for this pause for the councils who weren't there, phone calls to my house, phone calls to my dad's business, which I don't own. But that's okay because it's me. But if it was any one of you, oh, they'd, they'd be, they would be, they'd be, they'd be hell to pay. But the difference is, you know what? You can attack me, that's fine. But I would stand up for you guys. There's a line, there's a line. And it's been crossed numerous times. And what's happening right now is exactly what I requested. And you know how the request came up? 
because I talked to the cannabis committee because they wanted to say, we, we, we just passed two, we should take a look and see this. Maybe the low-hanging fruit like Council O'Malley was part of that discussion. We didn't want to talk about it though. Didn't want to talk about it. You know why? Because that individual or that particular licenses weren't ready to come up. Now that they've come up or maybe it's a coincidence, let's slow, let's slow down. Let's take a sess. Let's look at the rules now. So let's be honest, let's be truthful, let's be adults, counselor. Let's not I don't go on Facebook. I don't my wife updates, I tell everybody that. I don't debate in there. But love to share the stories with everybody here, but that's why I had to say that. Okay? Because if it walks like a duck sometimes, it talks like a duck. Counselor Hayes. Counselor Colonies. Colonies, thank you. Um, I'm just tired, counsel. I'm trying to bring it's you. It's okay, everybody. I'm tired too. I get it. Um, I just wanted to say I'm I'm I don't actually have the words to say what I'm feeling right now. Um, I'm a little embarrassed um, and for our council right now, but I, I wanted to say that if we need to keep, if we're going to talk social media, we need to keep it out of this council, right? We can talk about it. Um, we all get blasted on social media, every single one of us. And since you just um, said you, you would want to be called out, I just have to say this because um, my child was also brought into it, so I get it, and it was by you. Um, so I, I just want to be clear about that. And so I just, if we're going to keep kids out of it, let's just keep kids out of it, and let's keep social media off of this council. But yeah, I have that's to a good point, counsel. You're right. And so Thank let's you. not change rules yes. based on social media, right? So let's just go. Let's cha let's go move forward with what um, Councilor Linehan worked so hard on. Oh with, no, uh, I, I office listen, and everybody else. Thank I complete. I, I talked to Council Linehan. I talked to the committee. We're going to have to do this anyways to some degree. So, I believe Councilor O'Malley has a motion, seconded by Council Linehan, which is I believe having the legal department review this. Clerk, call a roll. Please. 